0: Let's take our Bibles tonight and we're going to break with our tradition for just a week at least here and not look at a psalm this evening. I'd like you to go to Galatians chapter number six tonight. Galatians chapter number six. We will continue uh, back in the psalms, especially since as we're studying David's life, we're coming to some points, uh, some moments where he wrote some. Very specific psalms, and I've enjoyed doing that comparison on Wednesday nights. But tonight I wanted to uh, just take a break from that. I knew that uh, we're kind of in a transition week with a lot of people starting school. Um, We've got uh, our college students starting. We've got some of the kids starting school up again. And so um, lots of good things happening this week. And I just thought about transitions and some important spiritual uh, principles to remember when we come to any transition points, whether they're seasonally in life or throughout the year, just some good reminders. And there's a few passages of scripture that I always think of in these moments. And Galatians chapter number six is one of them. And you'll notice what it says. If I would, I don't even have my place there. So give me just a second. You notice what it says in verse... Number seven. So Galatians chapter six. and Look at verse number seven. Familiar verse to, for some of us. It says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also what? Reap. reap. If you plant a heart, you're going to reap a harvest. And then it says in verse number eight, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that we have some time tonight to study the Bible together and to pray. We Ask that you'd help us, and I pray that these spiritual truths would, um, we'd see how relevant they are for the days that we face, for the decisions that we make each and every day. I pray this all in Jesus' name, Amen. Well, obviously, you see here the theme: the of sowing and reaping, planting and then collecting a harvest. This passage, actually, this verse was. One of the passages that I referenced on Sunday morning, we were talking about David and the mistake that he, uh, the sin that he fell into. We talked about the fact that he had developed a pattern in his life that had contributed to this. And we talked about this idea that you and I, each and every day, we have opportunities to plant seeds in our lives. And so I wanted to kind of pick up on that theme, especially as some of us are at transition points. You might be starting a new semester at school. You might have a um, new situation in your home or we're just kind of in that that moment from leaving summer going into the fall it's often a good time to just take stock and evaluate and say hey what are the spiritual seeds that I'm going to plant in this season of my life that I'm going to reap a little bit later on now who grew who grew anything this summer flowers plants okay one two th- okay so, this, so you did grow some stuff a what? A marriage Your marriage tree. they grown over the, yes, it's in a little pot. It's, uh, I don't know if I'd say if it's flourishing, but it made it. It weathered the year. It weathered the year for sure. Um, so you planted something. All right. All the people planted. How many of you have, you have planted something in the past? Most of us have. And then you get to the end and I know Deborah and I do this. We get there, you see something and you're like, you know, man, I wish I had planted some of these. Do you ever ever thought that anybody's ever been there? Like you're getting you're going at the end of the season. You're looking at your flowers. You're looking at your you're looking at your uh, vegetables or whatever. Maybe you had something that went really really well. It grew really well, and you're like, man, I should have planted more of those. Should have planted more of those. Just nod with me, even if you don't know what I'm talking about. You just with you know it's a tired rainy crowd tonight. You know, so you're like, yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. So, well, what's the problem? Why don't you have any of those in your garden? Because you didn't plant them. It never got planted. And so you can't wish a crop into existence, can you? You can't say, you can't make up for that time because there is a, as Ecclesiastes say, there it says, there's a time for everything. There's a time to plant seeds, and there's a time to reap the harvest. And you can't harvest today what you didn't plant yesterday. And I think there's a spiritual warning and thought for us there. Those of us that have families and children. Um, I think about uh, my, my parents and, and the Najimis and how just sending some students off to school this year. You know, that's a harvest. And seeing seeing our children at that age follow the Lord... Those seeds had to be planted years ago. And sometimes there's people that they get to the, a certain stage in their life and they're like, man, I wish I had planted seeds earlier. I wish I'd be... And, but you can apply that to any area of your life, spiritually. So we think about this. You and I have the opportunity. We have the opportunity today. It doesn't matter. Whatever harvest that you wish you were reaping is irrelevant. It's all in the past. We have an opportunity today to plant something In our lives so let's look at a few let's look at a few principles here for planting good seeds now one thing that's interesting here in this passage you look at what it says in verse number seven we are introduced to the law of sowing and reaping and I've always got this one written down because I think it's a it's important And many of you have heard it before how many of you have heard this the the law of sowing and reaping it starts with this you always reap What you sow. You know what I'm talking about, right? You always reap what you sow. So, Gracie, if you plant, if you plant cucumber seeds, what are you gonna get? What are you gonna reap? Ah, that's right. You're gonna get cucumbers. Absolutely. Would you ever get, would you ever get tomatoes from the cucumber? No, because what you plant, that's what you're gonna reap. But then, not only do you always reap what you sow, and we already talked about this one, but the second principle of sowing and reaping is not only do you always reap what you sow, but you always reap after or later than you sow. It always comes later. The, the, the harvest isn't revealed in the immediate. It comes later on. And then thirdly, the third, <coughs> the third aspect of the law of sowing and reaping, so you always reap what you sow, you always reap after, And then you always reap. Anybody know what the last one is? Yeah, more. You always reap more. And a small seed can yield a large harvest. Now, this passage of scripture first teaches us to be careful what kind of seeds we're planting. Then it gives us some encouragement as we face this task. So first of all, what he says here is, Be careful, if you're taking notes tonight, be careful what seeds you plant. Did you notice in the passage, it's not really a question of if you're going to plant anything. If you look at verse number eight, it really has nothing to do with if you're going to plant a seed in your life. It's what kind of seeds are you going to plant in your life? He says in verse eight, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth the spirit shall the spirit reap life everlasting. So so the question is this. The question isn't will you sow, but it's what will you sow? And what are the two options? You can plant what kind of seeds? Either what's the first kind of seed you can plant? Huh? Yeah. You can plant, it says here you can plant to your flesh. That's a bad seed, a fleshly seed. Or you can plant, you can sow to your Spirit. So you've got fleshly seeds and and you've got spiritual seeds. Interesting here. Where is the source? And, and so so how, let me ask you this. Let's think about this. What are the seeds? Let's talk about that for a minute. What are the seeds that we're planting? He says here, if you sow to your flesh, you'll have the flesh reap corruption. If you if you sow to the Spirit, what are these seeds? Practically speaking, in our lives, what are the seeds that we're planting? That are going to reap the harvest what do they look like what is a seed what would be a seed that you plant okay <laughs> well that's a that's a good point like you're sowing into your actions the actions that you take and then your attitudes the way that you're, the way that you, that's a seed that you're planting in your life. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, so your education is going to be both spiritual and um, intellectual. You're taking an action to study. That's going to be that the, to study or not to study, you're still planting a seed. You're going to have a harvest later of either wisdom or foolishness. Yeah. These are good. These are seeds. What else are seeds? Your character. Yes, some people are actively taking the Word of God and making changes in their life. Listen, every time you hear the Word of God, whether it's through a sermon or through your own reading, and you say, Boy, this needs to change. I need to make a change in your life. You can make a small change as planting a small seed that's going to reap a harvest. What are other things that are seeds? What other seeds are being planted? Habits. Habits are seeds. I think habits are, they're seeds that we plant, and then we habitually, we water that seed, we water that seed, we fertilize that seed with the habits in our lives. Anybody else? What are seeds? Yeah. Words. Yeah, words. That's a good, that's a good point, because words, the Bible says in Proverbs that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Like what you say, what comes out of your mouth, can speak life both into yourself or to other people. Have you ever noticed people, they they kind of become their own self-fulfilling prophecies of doom, right? They speak negativity, negativity in their life, doubt and fear and worry. That's the power of a word. A word is like a seed that's planted. I'm not getting into that like, you know, false word of faith theology, but there is some truth to, to like what you say is words have power and you plant that word in your own life or in the life of somebody else you you use words hurtfully to your children or to other people in your life and that can produce a a very devastating harvest so words are a seed that exactly what you're how how you're speaking to yourself what else is a seed that's being planted Yeah, your physical health, physical health. So if you decide to get to, to um, go to the gym or eat right, whatever, that's a that's an important thing even for Christians to take their body seriously in the care of the, the care of the temple of God. And so if you plant a seed, a, a healthy seed today, Lord willing, you're going to reap a healthy, you know, barring calamity, sickness, et cetera. There are biblical principles for caring for the body. So, yeah, that's a good point yep yeah yeah habits that one was mentioned a couple times for sure yes (laughs) pleasant words as the honeycomb yeah absolutely yes yeah, giving financial seeds. Yeah, that one wasn't mentioned yet, but the Bible does talk about that as, as seed being sown as well. That you give, you give financially. Um, boy, but it's not just in giving; it's in like managing your finances. It could. It's both in being generous and giving, and frugal in spending. Boy, a lot of seeds. A lot of seeds people are coming up with here tonight. Yep. Absolutely. In your faith, you're planting into your faith through prayer, spiritual habit formation, or the opposite of that, which is lack of it or excessive. So you're talking about flesh. All right, so let me ask you this then. So we've kind of given some neutral, some positive things. What are some seeds of the flesh that we have to be careful not to plant? Because he says here, Paul doesn't give all of the application, he just says, hey, be careful! You sow to your your flesh, you're going to reap corruption of the flesh. You sow to your spirit, you'll reap of the spirit, life everlasting. So, what are things that are that are fleshly things that we can? Yep. Yeah. That would be a positive one in the spirit, like what's being mentioned. Okay. So, what's party? Is that what you said? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear correctly. Um, I thought you said praying. Yeah. You're like, you're like, he's like partying and I'm like, no, that's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good thing. Party it up, man. So I don't know why I can't hear apparently tonight, but, um, uh, yeah, that's a big, that's a thing. And I think the Bible actually, the Bible actually speaks specifically to partying. In the King James, it talks about reveling and banqueting, which sound much more um, benign, but what he's saying is avoid the party lifestyle. There's a party lifestyle that is that you guys will have to deal with on the college campuses, but there's just a general um, party attitude toward life, isn't there, that people can have? Whether you may not be consumed with drugs and alcohol, but it is just live it up, experience the here and now, everything I can eat and drink and experience. Those are seeds to the flesh. So we can sow to the spirit, we can sow to the flesh. What else would be something, a danger of sowing to the flesh? Maddie? Um, and have to say, have to have and, yeah. Right. So of, of the... Um, Lustful temptations, which was the topic on Sunday morning. You can plant very, that is a seed that will grow very much out of control. So, um, that is something that we need to put guards in our lives and protections to make sure that, because the, that is a particularly devastating harvest that people, that people, um, experience later on. The Bible says, flee youthful lusts. But rather, but, but some people are putting small deposits, planting small things that will be destructive. Bitterness, Bitterness. that's, yeah. I say there's so many relational seeds that can be planted, both for good or for bad. And sometimes people make a, a very small planting of just something rubbed them the wrong way, and that gets planted, then it gets watered. And it's literally the Bible called a root of bitterness. So yeah, bitterness is a is a dangerous one. Yeah, yeah, your your associate, your your associates, your fellowship, who's influencing you influences in your life. That's always the fine balance for Christians because we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. Paul said, I didn't want you to. Jesus doesn't want us to leave the world. We've got to go in there. Jesus was a friend of sinners. But the question is, who's influencing who? Who's having the impact, right? So that's, those are seeds. Jaden. Yeah, bad words. Speaking and, and just just um, all you kids, you know, what happens, you, you see in people's lives, they use one bad word and then it becomes a habit in their life. And before you know it, that's part of their, their character is undermined. They have a bad reputation for that. So these are, these are definitely fleshly seeds. What else? Somebody else had something. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the point is this, as we think about this, the, the seeds that we plant are going to reap this harvest. So he says in, in this verse, so be careful, be careful. We have this opportunity today. I think one thing that needs to be reminded is this. What is the source of our seeds? Where do they come from? Well, the seeds that we sow to the flesh, they come from Where? They come from ourselves, yeah. Or they come from the world, but ultimately they are to please ourselves. But spiritual seeds, their source is where? Or who? It's the Lord. So I think that's an important thing too. Galatians also talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Do we have the ability in and of ourselves to plant any spiritual seeds? We don't. It has to be through the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. We plant these seeds in response to his working. Because you could also plant a seed of self-righteousness. You can also plant a seed of religion. You can plant a seed of pride. You say, well, I am doing all these right things. And that can have the same effect. But then he gives us this. He says, the spirit brings life, but the flesh brings death. So the question here is, You say, we say, be careful. Be careful what seeds you plant. Are you, is it spirit or is it flesh? But then there's a principle here. And the principle is this. A spiritual seed, and I just kind of mentioned this, a spiritual seed can only come from a spiritual person. Right? The spiritual seed only comes from a spiritual person. And sometimes people think this. Well, if I start doing the spiritual things, I will become The spiritual person, but it doesn't work that way. It really doesn't work that way. We only become spiritual as we yield to the Holy Spirit, and He produces in our lives. And that's why this this talk of sowing to the spirit, sowing to the flesh, it's not in a vacuum. In fact, if you look back in chapter number five, look back to chapter number five because He speaks about this. He speaks about the Spirit previously. He says in verse number, he says back in verse number, oh, in chapter five, verse number 16, chapter five, verse 16, this I say, then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. They're contrary to one another, that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you're not under the law. Verse 19, he gives the works of the flesh. And this whole list of, you're a a fleshly person produces fleshly works. But, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit. Not what we produce in our lives, but what the Holy Spirit produces in us. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections. And lusts if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So as we yield our lives to the power of the Holy Spirit, he enables us to plant these spiritual seeds in our lives. So that's the idea of examining our fruit. How do we know, am I being controlled by the spirit? Well, look at the fruit of our lives. Examine the fruit of our lives. Does, am I, am I more just, could, would my life be more described by that person who's controlled by the flesh or the person who's controlled by the Holy Spirit? So today, this year, we have an opportunity in our family, in our school, in our work, in our lives, we have an opportunity to plant good seeds. Will we take that opportunity? We cannot be surprised when we reap that which we've sown. So he gives us the first part here, and that is, be careful what seeds you plant. And then the second part would be this, and, the, and that is, be encouraged. Be encouraged while you plant. Look at verse number 9. Back in Galatians 6, we saw verse 8, you sow to the flesh, you reap of the flesh, corruption. Sow to the Spirit, you reap of the Spirit, life everlasting. And then verse number 9 says... And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Why does he write that? Why do you think he writes that in this context here? Yeah? So to encourage. And why is that so important? Any thoughts on that? Why is this encouragement so important here? Because we get weary of well-doing. Because planting is tedious. It's difficult. And not only are we planting, this isn't really a theme in here, but it's spiritually true. You're planting, you're you're saying, Holy Spirit, control me, lead me, help me to to, to plant and, and sow to the Spirit. And it's hard enough to just be faithful, to get out there, to... To work that spiritual soil, if it's in a uh, in your own life, you give you've got to go up against yourself and your own desires. If you're trying to plant seeds in your family, then there's going to be your kids. They're going to have their own desires that are going to go against that. If it's in a workplace or a ministry, same thing's going to happen. There's the natural s- sinfulness of our own hearts. But not only that, but what else do you have going on when you're trying to plant these seeds? Yeah. You got the enemy, you got the enemy coming along and saying, oh, well, let me, you know, let me give you, let me try to snatch some of that seed away. Let me try to, to, uh, to hinder what you're doing. Let me come up against you. He is known as the adversary. It's what, that, that's what his name means. Satan. He is the adversary. He's the one who comes against us. So here you are planting and you're, you're you've got stubborn soil sometimes. You've got difficult weather conditions. And then you've got somebody coming and just trying to take all your seed away or take the tools out of your hand. Can you imagine that, Deborah? Next time you're planting your garden, I'm going to I'm supposed to help you. Right. So the birds. Terrible birds. You should hear the things that Deborah says about the birds and the chipmunks. You would be shocked. I tell you what. I don't hear any defense there. Shoot them. The only thing she says is shoot them. That's the only thing she says. So anyway, there's this, yeah, you've got this opposition to all that's going on. And listen, sowing and reaping is not a short term process. I was listening to just a little bit of a clip of a message. Um, this just yesterday or today and i can't remember but the the pastor said this he said you know a lot of people want to serve god seasonally right like they want to just something happens in their life or something motivates them and they get involved right they get involved and then they get weary and they's like well you know I, I just that was for them and then something else happens and they get back in it well paul here is talking to people that are in it for the long haul they understand that whether it's that, that a spiritual harvest is going to take time, it's going to take effort. Yes, it's going to be by the power of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit uses our weak flesh, right? Like, it's His power, but it's still our bodies and our minds and our weakness. And yes, we let His power through us, but we get tired sometimes. We get discouraged. People let us down. Situations, circumstances, the physical limitations all of these things they let us down we get weary but he says here listen first of all he says you've got to plant spiritual seeds be careful and then he says you need to be encouraged don't get weary don't be weary in well doing why well the spirit's going to give us the strength paul would tell us that in weakness 2 Corinthians 12 He says, I take pleasure in infirmities, reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. You know how it finishes for when I am weak, then am I strong. Lean on the Lord in these times where we get tired. Wait for him. Listen, we need to learn to embrace each stage of life as a gift from God. Are you like me? Have you ever been at a point that was just like, all right. I'm just going to power through this season. I'm just going to get through this time. And then after this, you know, things will be a little bit different. Have you ever been there? You know what I'm saying? Well, no, we're not supposed to have that attitude. We're supposed to say that this season that we've been called to in this time, God is working a harvest. I may not see the results. This might be the waiting time. It's either the planting, the waiting or the harvesting. Harvesting's a lot of fun. Planting can be exciting, but tending the garden, that can be the difficult season. But it's in that season we're called to just, to press on. To, to use that time to lean more on God's grace. To extend His patience to other people. And then we just claim His promise. We, we, we claim the promise. Look what He says. He says in verse number Nine. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. If. We shall reap. That's a promise conditional. If. If we don't what? If we don't quit. If we don't give up. If we don't throw in the towel. If you've been a Christian for any length of time you've seen people make spiritual decisions in their life, great spiritual decisions, and they go on for a period of time and the Lord is working and then difficulty comes and they quit. Oh, what could have been accomplished? What could have been, what harvest they could have seen. God promised. Why do people quit? Why, why does this verse not get fulfilled in people's lives? they grow weary why okay because you don't see the results so they give up yeah certain a certain circumstance Yep. Yeah. these are all true these are all accurate it doesn't really get to the heart of the matter of why do people why do why do people making spiritual progress Get weary in well-doing and well doing and quit. Doubt. Okay. Yeah? Sorry, Bill, what were you saying? Take the so put those two together. That's, that's exactly right. They take their eyes off the Lord and they they try to accomplish spiritual work with fleshly strength, with human strength. That's it every time. Because the Bible says that if God has called you to something, Faithful is he who calleth you, who also will what? Do it. He calls and he accomplishes. So we can become, when we become weary, when we become weary, that's an evidence that whose strength are we relying on? Our own. Paul literally says, for when I am weak, then I'm strong. So what do we do? What is the response in that moment of doubt? What is the response in the moment of, in the what is the response in the moment of, man, I just can't do this anymore. I just don't know if this is worth it anymore. This is harder than I expected. What is the response in that moment? Yeah. It's, it's stopping in prayer and it's saying, Lord, I'm really tired. I'm ready to give up and recognizing that this is, I, I must be going in the flesh. There's something, there's something wrong. If we've been overcome by weariness, if there's something wrong, it's an, it's a sign that we don't have the power of God upon us. It could be because we've fled in our flesh and decided to take too many responsibilities on that wasn't God's will in the first place. It could be because we're doing what God wants us to do, but we've become proud and we've decided that we can handle it. There's all kinds of reasons that could be why we got into the situation. But in the moment, it's to say, Lord, I should not be weary in well-doing because this is your work. This is your power. Let me rest in your strength. And God may lead you to realign some things in your life. God may lead you to say, well, you know what? It was never my plan for you to do this, 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 and this. My plan was, was for you to plant these seeds at this time in your life. Anybody ever been through an experience like that? Where you're like, wait a minute, I was doing all this, but the, the Lord, I need to focus on this area. And God will give you strength for that. But he says, don't be, don't be weary. Listen to the voice of God. Believe what he said, not what you see. Listen to his word, not other people's opinions. People can give you good advice and spiritual advice, but ultimately you've got to be guided by the word of God and the Holy Spirit. We want to plant good seeds. I've never met a single Christian that said, you know what, I'm going to sow to my flesh so I can reap a harvest of destruction. I'll never meet anybody that approaches it that way. But we've got to remember that it is a, it's, this is only possible because God has planted his seed of grace in our lives. And that that seed will produce spiritual life in us and a result in our lives. Any thoughts on that as we come to conclusion tonight? And then let's finish with verse 10, because I like that, that verse. And then what's going to happen? You get your eyes back on track, and then he says in verse 10, now that you're not going to faint, now that you've got the strength of the Lord, verse 10, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. We have his strength, we're planting spiritual seeds, and then we can use our lives, uh, he can use our lives to touch others, to do good in the lives of others. So, great passage. I think it's, a, it's a, one of those key passages in Christian living that we should come back to and ask God to just help us to refocus on what he's called us to do and the power that he's given us. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word once again. Lord, I pray that we'd be encouraged by it. I pray that we, we would grow through our our study. Lord, I pray for someone in here tonight that may be in a transition or in a in a time of uncertainty or as far as what you want them to focus on. I, I just pray that you'd guide each of us. Help us to recognize the season of life that we're in and, and how we should be following you. We need your word. We need you, Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us. So I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.